Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Got a special guest for you today, former Major League Baseball player Kevin Minch, also the host of the Big Head Pod. Kevin, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, absolutely. I love doing these. Get to hear different questions that people have. All right, so let's start with this. You grew up in Delaware. Did you grow up in Delaware? Born and raised. Okay, so you played high school ball in Delaware. And then you ended up going to the University of Delaware. Is that where you wanted to go? I wasn't really highly recruited out of high school. And my brother, my middle brother, played at Delaware. And I had known the guys, some of the guys he played with played pro ball. So, you know, I just, and then the assistant coach at the time had played AAA ball. So I figured, you know, I wasn't really recruited. And it was in my backyard. My family could see me play. So, I, and it was right there. And it turned out to be a blessing. I grew up in Oklahoma, and I mean, if, if I was good enough to be recruited by colleges, I would have chose University of Oklahoma over any school in the world. Uh, but uh, University of Delaware, it's not a, a huge baseball school, is it? No, not really. We uh, There aren't many guys that have gone through that have played Major League Baseball There's that went to Delaware. There's some that uh, bypassed. Uh, I'm trying to think. Derek May and Delano Shields are two recent ones that were first. I think they were top 10 picks, both of them the same year. So my middle brother played with Derek in high school. So I, you know, watched those guys growing up and then I uh, got a chance to play against Delano my first, my rookie year in Chicago. So um, not a few and far between really. So, I mean, it's not a baseball hotbed for sure. You know, a lot of it has to do with the weather. So uh, I grew up playing hockey, soccer, and baseball. Wow. So in 1998, you were the National College Player of the Year. So that yes. had to have been a pretty rare feat at the University of Delaware then. I really can't explain it. It was <laughs> – I just had a, a phenomenal year that year. I know the bats were a little bit diff different back then when we played, but um, the numbers I guess I put up that year were, were off the charts. It was uh, – we had a good team. We just never had the pitching to compete. We always had the bats. We just didn't have the arms because the S the uh, the ACC schools come up and pluck those guys away. At the, you know when, when we were there. So it's you know a lot's changed now. Uh, but it's so I mean they joined a different conference now. They're in a colonial, so they get a little bit more. They're climbing the ladder as far as you know the competition they're playing. So I mean it brings in a little bit higher you know talent of guys. So. But that's just the way it was back then. We just we never could really just keep up with with the arms. So you you ended up being drafted by the Texas Rangers in the fourth round in 1999. First question: What was your favorite team growing up? Phillies. I was a Phillies fan growing up. I grew up 20 miles south of Philadelphia. Okay, that would make sense. So going back in time for me, I used to work at Foot Locker when I was young, and one of the guys transferred from new york and when he found out he was going to texas he said i thought everybody was going to be riding horses what did you think about what was going to be happening in texas what was your 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 mindset of texas i didn't really have one i didn't know i'd never been west of the mississippi uh before i got drafted actually i what take that back it was i was out invited to team usa in 98 so that was the only time other than that i had never been out i didn't didn't know, you know, it's never really watched American League Baseball. I watched some Baltimore games a little bit growing up, but never really knew much about Texas except what I saw on TV. But, you know, I didn't think it was just, you know, it was just horses. And it was, you know, 
in the early 1900s they're delivering mail and horse and buggy so but i, I mean i expected to be you know see more horses and but you're looking at the size of delaware is the size of probably tarrant county which is where i live wow yeah i think you figured uh I, I guess most people would think at least everybody probably wears cowboy hats <laughs> yeah i don't have one of those and i i don't like hats and hate wearing hats and i don't have cowboy boots people tell me that takes a minute once you get them broken in and people i just no i just haven't gone that southern yet <laughs> so do you consider yourself a texan now i know you're living in texas both i claim both i like to claim both being here i mean it's you know it's it's different definitely back home than from when i grew up you know with yeah political climate and everything else of being here and just i love it here my wife's from here all my kids were born here so but it's it's easy to get back it's just uh you know just a different way of thinking here than it is back home yeah i'm kind of like you i grew up in oklahoma and i moved to texas when i was 18 and now i'm almost 52 so i've lived here way longer than oklahoma but i'm almost was... halfway i think right so i've been here i've been here 20 20 years almost halfway not yet yeah so i don't think i can do the back. math 18 48 is 30 years so another four ah, that's a lot 34 yeah. years maybe wow all right, so in 2002, well, let me ask you this. How was the minor leagues back then? Pretty horrible? Horrible. As, what as far as your living situations and money? I, I looked at it like like we were in college, right? You had you oh. had roommates. You weren't – your place of – your residence was basically your place just to crash. You were out either playing baseball or – or you're out partying. That just that's how it was. You know, you're, you're 21 years old, and that was it. It was, and the motivation was to what do I need to do to get to the next level to get out of where I am? You know, they weren't we weren't coddled. It, you know, that was the mo what motivated us to get to that next level. Right, what do I need to do to get from? Because right, because there's guys that had been up and down that were you're playing with what it's like at the next level. So, oh, I want to get to that level. I want to get to the next level. So it motivated you to to want to do that. We didn't we didn't whine and complain about you know, what we didn't have, kind of, you know, as opposed to what it is now, you know, hurt my feelings. No, that's motivation to get the hell out of where you are and get where you want to go. You know, it's now, it's, it's almost like there's no motivation these days. They, they're giving you everything you need at the lowest levels. So why do you want to climb the ladder? So you got drafted in 99 and you debuted in the major leagues in, in 2002. How did that happen? I mean, did, what did you get, did you make the big league team out of spring training or did you get called up? I got called up probably four days into the season. Oh, wow. I, I uh, spent the entire big league camp with the team. And then when we got to, I think we were in Oklahoma city, they just, so I just got sent down. I, that was my first year on the 40 man. And uh, I was only in AAA, I think, for maybe a day a day or two before I got called up. Somebody got hurt. I think when I was a kid, the Oklahoma City 89ers was the farm club of the Rangers. So That stadium, I think it's still there. I'm not sure. But they had moved to uh, Brickyard in downtown Oklahoma City. In, yeah, they're with the Dodgers now. They're the oh, Oklahoma they, City okay. Dodgers, yeah. Okay. Yes, because, yeah, the Rangers are in uh, Round Rock. Yeah. All right, so you had a, an amazing uh, rookie season. You finished seventh uh, in the rookie of the year voting, 15 homers, 60 RBIs. Tell us about that first season being a rookie. Well, it's one of those where you, when you first get there, I, you know, I'd been with the team with the guys in camp. You know, I played with Pudge, Juan, 
Rafi, Alex, Kenny Rogers, Ishmael Valdez, guys that had been around, Hideki Arabu, uh, guys that had, you know, established guys. And then there were some younger guys that were there, Hank Blaylar, Michael Young. So it was one of those where, you know, you, you get there and then you realize, wait, I'm on the same field that, of guys that I watched on TV and, and being there. And, you know, it was, it was fun just learning, you know, learning from those guys and, you know, how the game actually works. Six spring training is not like the season, but you just kind of integrate yourself and, and learn to, to evolve and adjust as the game progresses. So your second season, you kind of dealt with injuries. What kind of injuries were you dealing with? I got hit with a fastball by a good buddy of mine in the wrist, broke the owner's styloid off. And I was casted up with my hands at an angle to try and get to heal up after six weeks. It didn't heal. So they had to go back in and cut it out. And I missed the entire second half of the season. I read something about, sorry to cut you off, but I also read something about maybe you had something with your toe. That was wearing the wrong size shoes. That was 06. (laughs) Oh, okay. That was 2006. No, that was, no, that was just my wrist. I had just a wandering cone from the twins, a guy that had come through playing against, I think, in rookie ball and A ball and then uh, in the big leagues. So a guy I played with in, uh, against in the Arizona Fall League as well. So a guy I knew really well hit me with a fastball. Did you know something was wrong as soon as they hit you? Yeah, it hit. It, it came up and in, and it, I think the ball went out towards second base, and I got over to first, and the trainer checks on it. And I think the next batter hit into lined into a double play, and I went in and took a swing, and I couldn't. They put it on the floor, a scan, and they turned my wrist. You could see the bone just flopping off the side. And mm. So, yeah. So 2004 and 2005 were pretty good seasons for you. You hit 279. You had 26 homers, 71 RBIs. You remember these numbers? And then 2005, you had 25 homers, 73 RBIs. Everything was looking good. And then 2005, you had three home runs against the Angels. You remember that day? Yeah, I didn't know about that until uh... – we were we were doing something. I think it was we were playing in a celebrity baseball game, and one of the they announced one of the guys for the game and told me that I had three home runs, but it was three straight innings. I didn't know that. I think it's only the second time in American League history that's ever happened. In three straight innings with a home run. I mean, for that to never, I didn't I didn't even think about it. You know, at that point, you're just well, yeah. For that to happen, I mean, you turn in the lineup over three straight innings. Wow. So it was uh, the first three innings of the game. Uh, I want to say it was probably fourth, fifth, sixth, or fifth, sixth, seventh innings. Oh, wow. I had two of them off, uh, off the one of the same pitcher, and then off another, <laughs> off another buddy of mine. Or you weren't really, I guess. I mean, you had twenty six homers and twenty five, which was kind of a lot back then, right? Thirty home runs was kind of a big they had deal. Pitching like twenty five million a year. Yeah. <laughs> I played I played a little bit too early. Yeah. So in 2006, I read that you had a home run in six straight games. It was seven. seven. I had the ball. It's, where is it? You ended up getting seven. Is that a record? Seven straight. Yeah. And it's the ball somewhere here. Because the Rangers have number six. We had we had a home stand. And the, the streak started. It was right after you talk about the shoe incident. I'd gone. I'd flown back from Anaheim to get an injection. Met the team in Seattle. I hit a ball off the top of the wall. I think it missed by going out by three or four inches. And then it started the streak when we got home the next night. Six at home, had an off day, going to Cleveland. And I hit the seventh home run, and it hit 
um, the metal fencing on the on the bleachers and came back on the field and, they, and I have that ball back here. Oh, nice. So, and then my and then little Mike Trout tied me this year in, in the same play in Cleveland, seven straight games. So, and there's we're all the first right-handed to do it. I think before that was five by Frank Howard. Well, that's an amazing feat. So everybody else is a lefty or a switch hitter that's on the other. Dale Long, Mattingly, and Junior Griffey. Were you enjoying your time with the Rangers? Uh, We had so much fun. Mr. Hicks took great care of us as well. You know, the fans were just – I love being a part of the – you know, just being ingraining myself with the fans. Still see – we have Fan Fest actually this weekend at the ballpark. The first time since COVID, dude. Go back and do that. And people have been asking, you know, who's going to be out there. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So later in 2006, that's kind of the reason I asked you if you enjoyed your time. You you hit the, what, the 50,000th hit in Texas Rangers history. Do you remember doing that? And then next day they traded you. Tell yep. me about that day and how that, how'd you feel? Uh, just the shock. I mean, you always hear stuff coming around. Trade deadline, you know, it's all hearsay, you know, what people think. And so it was one of those, we were out, we were in the process of building a house and uh, which is the death nail. They always tell people don't build a house. <laughs> as soon as you do that, it's when you end up getting traded and uh, we get the phone call. Hey, you've been traded this and that. And it's basically, you got to drop all your, what you're doing, get back, get on the plane and get up there. You know, we were on the other side of Dallas. So it took about an hour to get back here. And there was no way I was making that flight. So we ended up getting to Milwaukee about 8.30 that night so yeah it was a difference a shock for sure because you know you're used to one thing and basically changing everything your entire way of life all right see you and then being ready to play so it it takes a little bit it's not something you can just jump it it just depends on how you're wired really yeah how guys handle it so so is that some that's something players deal with every season right i mean during the trade deadline you're kind of wondering is it going to be me yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, you see the stuff on TV of the big name guys that are going to, but there's always the other, you know, the other things that go on of, you know, what are they, who are they going to trade for? So, I mean, it's, you hear all kinds of stuff, you know, if you're not playing or they're going to take you out, well, he's not playing. So, there's got to be something in the works. So, but no, it's just basically a phone call. Hey, you're gone. <laughs> so, as fans, we, I, I think we kind of see it as, like our team traded this baseball card for another one. You know, we don't, I don't think we look at baseball players as human beings and you know, you don't think like, Hey, this guy was building a house and then they're just like, Hey, so what'd you do with the house? You just didn't finish it or you no, had to finish it and sell it. Or? She's stayed here. We're still in, in the house now. It's just oh, okay. it was because she had to, you know, back and forth trying to end, trying to plan a wedding at the same time. It was just, it's not because you, you know, you have everything you've got to, to move and you've got, you know, new teammates, you know, I was fortunate there were some guys there that I'd known played with before. So I knew, but it's, it's still a lot, right? I mean, you're so used to the culture, the fans here and uh, you know, just everything just changes basically doing 180. What'd you think about summers in Arlington? I know they just recently built a new stadium so they could cover it up. I heard that that's kind of a, a negative thing for free agents to, you know, I don't want to go over there and play in that heat. People say that. I mean, you get used to it. You build up to it playing out throughout, throughout the spring and everything else you get used to it. It's just, I mean, baseball is meant to be played outside, you know, whether it's hot, cold. 
I, I loved it. You know, you see the teams that come in Houston, for instance, we would play when we would do the, the silver boot, we would play the interleague stuff. They would come in and day games on Saturday, they're just out there melting and we're just putting a beating on them because of the heat. They're not used to it. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it is what it is, but it's just a part of it. It's the elements, right? You, the guys in Colorado and it's snowing and cold. Well, we, they can't bring free agents in here because it's too, you know, you got to pick your poison with that. So the trade you're involved in, they, uh, the, the Rangers got Carlos Lee and Nelson Cruz. There's two pretty big names. And Nelson Cruz was kind of part of the team that I guess it was probably, I don't know how many more years, 10 years or six, seven years that they actually got to the World Series a couple of times. Yeah, they did. And the funny thing was when I came back, Nelson was still in the minors when I came back here in 08. Um and uh, Nelly, they told him they, <laughs> that no, no, nobody knows. Nelly told they told Nelly said, "Well, he said, they just told me he should just try pitching." They told Nelson Cruz to just try pitching. Wow. Yeah, that he's still going. But yes, I know. <laughs> and I always every time I see him, I said, "Hey, you, you ever regret not give, taking up pitching?" And he always laughs. <laughs> he always laughs about it. So I mean, yeah, Nelly, Nelly basically took that and pushed it right back in their face. So yeah, but what yeah, Nelly. Good, a good, really good guy when he did, you know, just be able to, to, to do what he's doing and still do. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you think about having the DH in the National League? You like that? I'm not a fan. I grew up, that's, it's chess, right? It's, that's, that's baseball. I grew up watching National League Baseball, right? Phillies fan watching the chess match. So now, you know, they say they have an American League in National League. No, they don't have an American League in a National League. They just have a Major League Baseball, right? Pitchers. Because yeah. I played with some guys that could hit pitchers that could. Pitchers love it. You know, we would go interleague games. We would go to Houston. Our pitchers were so – it was funny, some of them watching, some of them hit. But those – they had, you know, they had fun with it. They were able to. And I think they had toyed with the idea when interleague started of playing National League baseball in American League parks and vice versa. So if Houston would come here, we would play National League rules so American League fans could see it. And then we would go – go down to Houston, play American League rules type of thing. So fans could actually see, you know, and feel, which I thought would have been a better idea than what, than what they're doing now. So, I mean, that's just a part of it. You know, guys, you're not going to see the Madison Bumgarners anymore swinging the bat. Uh, Giovanni Gallardo, guys that could swing the bat, right, and have and control it and hit home runs and, and do a little bit of damage. So you don't see that anymore. You won't see that. Yeah, when they first – came out with that I was against it too I I, I kind of liked that there was a difference you know in the American the National League and you had strategy in the World Series but it is what it is it does give people like Nelson Cruz an extent you know better chance to extend his career but let's talk about Milwaukee you got traded to Milwaukee and how was it there it's different you know it's a blue-collar town I mean I grew up like you said, being a Phillies fan, this blue collar city, it just, just different, you know, like we was, uh, after my first, that, that first hat of 06, you know, I played in 07 there. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, the weather was great, beautiful, just being, <clears throat> being up there. It was just my kind of city. You know, I'm not a big city guy, so it was beautiful up, up there. The weather fans were great. Um, and just, and just had a good time in my, my short time being there. So when you signed a contract in 2007, was that your first year to be a free agent? Uh, no. And it was arbitration year. I had you have three arbitration years. Oh, okay. So that's, that was my 
or my second arbitration year. Oh, so you didn't decide to stay there? Yeah. No, they. I was under their control. Yeah, for one more year. So anyway, you ended up back in Texas and Toronto, and then, and then you went to Japan. So I have a question about that. Like every most people's thoughts and ideas of of playing in Japan is the Tom Selleck movie, Mr. Baseball. Is it like that? It's exactly how it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly what it's like over there. Fields are the same thing. Most of them are all dirt. Um, and that's exactly how it's set up. Fans are, they are passionate and they're fun. And they say, they don't cheer against uh, the other team. They only cheer for their own team. And they, I played for Hanshin. So, and they were the, the Red Sox of Japanese baseball. So we would sell out everywhere we go. So did you meet your wife while you were playing? Yes, I met her. Uh, actually, her her brother played uh, Major League Baseball as well. I met her at his wedding. Wow. So he played for the White Sox. Won a World Series with the White Sox. Played for several different teams. So In 2005 against the Astros? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and he was okay with that, I guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're Texas. He's from West. Uh, Scott Pesednik, he was a left fielder. For the White Sox. So he hit the walk-off home run off of Lidge in game two. Was it game two that Lidge gave up the walk-off? I don't know. Uh, people are gonna people are gonna kill me, but I don't know. Uh-oh. I think it was I think it was game two. He yeah, back back then I had little kids and uh Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I don't know what I get you know I get ninety-five and two thousand and five mixed up because my kids were born in the nineties. But no, I, I don't really remember because back then I used to work nights and I didn't get to watch any games and I just kind of, I didn't keep up with the Astros as much as I do now, although I I, I did like them. I just didn't know as much in yeah. that era. I was a big fan in the 90s when they wore this hat and then when they moved to uh, Enron, it was called Enron Field back then. Oh, Enron Field. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, that was a, that was kind of a mistake yeah. even at that. Yeah, because anyway, Backwell is a uh, I know yeah. Max, he's a University of Hartford guy. Ah, there you go. He played against Delaware and when he was in college. Yeah. Good old University of Hartford. <clears throat> I'm choking on something. Oh, I was gonna ask you, like me and my wife went to vacation in um Rhode Island. Should we have went to Delaware? Depends. There's more sharks up there, Rhode Island, around the Cape. I played oh, in yeah? Cape, so yeah. But no, it, it all just depends on where you want to go, what you're looking for. But you definitely want to be on the you want to be on the ocean side for sure. If you're gonna go, so you go to Florida, <laughs> uh, on the Gulf side, you want to be on the ocean side. All right, let's because talk about the beaches are very are very good there. Yeah. Yeah, Rhode Island was pretty cool. I like yeah. it. Jersey beaches are they're good too on the south side of Jersey, South Jersey. Right there so, at the mouth of Delaware. So, so Philadelphia is really close to New Jersey, right? Right across the it's yeah, right across the river. You can probably hit a golf ball across the Delaware to get to Jersey. Wow! Right, so let's talk about your podcast real quick. You have the Big Head Pod, right, Kevin Minch? Yes. And the the reason you're called it's called the Big Head Pod is because you have a big head. <laughs> As per Rusty Greer, yes, he's the one who started this whole big head thing, the Shrek thing, and uh, so that so friends, so some guys came to us about 
starting with one to uh, talk about baseball. There's there's four guys on the on our dub network. I do baseball. Craig Ludwig does hockey. Derek Harper does basketball, and Isaiah Stanback and Nate Newton do the football. So we cover all four of the sports up here in the Metroplex. But it's not just you know stuck with just baseball. I've had military guys on. Um, I've had some ex- extreme bike uh, extreme athletes on. Just talking about different stuff, just different stories, you know, this kind of stuff where people don't know, not so much the locker room talk, but just the stories that people want to hear when they go to, we have, you know, we have a big golf outing for our alumni and uh, people go out and play with the same group of guys because they just like to hear the different stories. You know, they want to see what it like a behind the scenes type of type of, type of feel to it. And that's just how it is. It's just, just sitting there doing this. Yeah. For me, this is one thing that I love doing you know, being able to talk to someone like you, I would have never been able to talk to you if I didn't start doing this. So this is, this is one of the the best perks out of anything. Uh, but, but what's funny about this is I have a big head. My hat size is seven and seven eighths. Like I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm Shrek junior. That's about what mine is. I went, never went bigger than the eight. I did, <laughs> but some, but you, but when you put the hat on, right, seven seven eight, it's not always a seven seven eight fit. It could be bigger, it could be smaller, and so that's why it's that people want to say the hats. But no, Rusty's the one who started the whole big head thing. It's his fault that he started all this. Whenever I I like to buy my hats at the ballpark because you like you just said they don't all fit the same, so you ha- I, you get to try a bunch of them on. I got lucky; I ordered this online and it actually fit. So. Yeah, so now they do the flex fit stuff, but those get sweaty, and then the I don't like those at all. No, I do miss the hats we had spring training. They were they weren't the mesh ones they had now, but they were like the ones you have, but they had all these holes in them, so they're breathable. They're really, and they only did them for one year, and then they went. They're to like that a jersey, right? Flex fit, yes. And they went to that flex fit now, which is I don't like it at all. I don't either. It feels like. They give me headaches. It feels like they're pulling against your head, and uh, you take them, you pull them off, and then the, the thing flips down. And they're—I mean, I probably go through at spring training those hats four or five of them because yeah. they just get so nasty real quick. My son loves the flex flit hat. Yeah, flex, not flex flit. Sorry, folks, flex fit. I hate them. All right, so you said you're a Phillies fan. Let's talk about—I don't want to talk about football, but let's do predictions. Eagles, Niners. It's going to be loud. I see some of the Niners guys are saying that Philly's not going to be, it's not the loudest place to be. You just, it's kind of like poking the bear. You know, it's going to be loud. They're going to be obnoxiously drunk for sure. Last week, they couldn't tailgate until four o'clock. So, what Philly fans, because the game wasn't until seven, Philly fans bought tickets to the Wings game. So, they were able to get in there at eight o'clock in the morning and tailgate and they bought Wings tickets. So, I'm sure the Wings sold out, which is the end of the cross. Yeah. So that they'll be out there in full force. It'll be loud, uh, and you know it's it's one of those things where it's we, they've been underdogs. They were in seventeen Super Bowl run. They're the same thing here. You know they you look you look through social media and everything. You know the three four quarterbacks that are left. Jalen Hurts isn't isn't a top quarterback. He's not what whatever you know. You're an Oklahoma guy, I assume. I'm rooting for the Eagles because of uh, that. And, and Lane Johnson, another Oklahoma guy. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's – they've taken to it. It's it's just that – that it's the mentality that City has, right? It's a blue collar. I know the Phillies lost World Series to your Astros this year. Um, but, you know, putting up a fight and just 
And that's what it's about. It's that team is it's designed to to wear you down with what they have. And that's that's what we're looking for. So it'll be, like I said, they're coming, they're coming to us. It's gonna be loud, it's gonna be fun, and I am I am looking forward to it for sure. I got the Eagles. Who do you pick? You think the Eagles are gonna pull it out? I got my birds. I, yeah, I, I do too. They're gonna to continue to pick up from where they left off last week with the Giants. You know, that team, you know, what they do is they can come at you in so many ways. And uh and like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's just the fans, you know, there's you know, if they Philly fans look for any kind of ammo they can, they they know that the Niners got the guy who's just arrested for domestic domestic assault, right? Playing, you know, that'll be one topic. They'll be Debo Samuel, they'll be wearing Debo Samuel out saying talking about how loud it is. That place will get deafening. I mean, even Dallas Goddard said it last week. They had to go to a silent count because they couldn't hear it was so loud. And that's the home team telling you that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. Um, my nephew said it was cold yesterday, so I don't – who knows what it'll be. So, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Who do you got, Bengals or Chiefs? To me, it depends on how healthy uh, – Yeah, Chiefs. Mahomes is. Yeah, but, Mahomes I mean, is, but I don't know. I, I got Cincinnati. I'm take, I took them against I, the Bills, and I'm going to ride them to the World Series. I mean, the Super Bowl, my bad. <laughs> People would love to see a, the Kelsey brothers face off in the Super Bowl, you know? So, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I see. Just hope for a good football game, right? The games last weekend weren't, weren't good football games. I mean, Cincinnati went into Buffalo. I don't know what the weather's going to be like there. I mean, people would love to see Andy Reid and the Eagles go. So, you know, it all depends, I guess, what the NFL wants. No. Right? So, be, <laughs> oh, you think that? I, I I see a lot of videos now that it's rigged. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, you're seeing a lot more stuff. I mean, they've got all these camera angles showing stuff. So I mean, it's right. It's it, it seems like it's almost it's all it's almost scripted to how it's set up. You know, if, and that's the thing. It's I'm no conspiracy theorist, am I? <laughs> right. yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Conspiracy theorists. I think they're up seventeen nothing on yeah. uh, on a lot of things. <laughs> so speaking of cameras, I, I read that uh, minor league baseball is going to use the robo umps oh, this year. Thoughts on that? I'm against it. Oh, so am I. It is. I had um, John Hirschbeck on my show one day. We were talking about, and he goes, "Benchy, he goes, it's there." He goes, "I got out at, at the right time because they just the game is just going to hell in a handbasket and." there's no interaction. There has to be that. I, I get it. There are the times, you know, Jimmy Joyce to play at first base, you know, Jim, even though he's, you know, he missed that flop, but owning up on it. Yes. That's, that's what it's about, but there's no, what are you supposed to do? Argue with a robot? I mean, it's, there's, there's nothing that there's, they're taking it all out of it. even guys. I think they had something to follow where they could challenge pitches. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what, I mean, what, and they want to slow the game down. Really? So this is what they're going to umpire games for. I'm going to sit here and resume, and I'm going to call balls and strikes right there. Yeah, ball, strike. Right? I had, I had a uh, former umpire. You might know him, Dell Scott. Yep. And he was saying that the umpire still has to, like, call the game to himself in case there's a glitch and the robot doesn't get it. So he said, you're kind of just – not really doing anything. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we didn't get that. And you're like, Oh no. So you still got, 
they still got to do their job. But he was saying it could be good, you know, to use it maybe, you know, how they have replay. Maybe you're allowed to 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 uh, challenge a couple of calls a game, maybe. I I, I mean, but argue, t- arguing with the ump is part of the game. It, it this is. calls is part of the game. I, I what don't, are you supposed I, to do? And you go out, hey, I need to, you know, make a change. What are you supposed to ask the ump or ask the robot for time? Or what is it? What are they going to be? Is there going to be no catcher <laughs> back there? Is it going to that? They're taking away the shift. I mean, you're killing, but you're destroying baseball. Well, then that'll give guys more. To, no, learn to hit the ball the other way. Guys, we've talked about this on the show numerous times. There's no, there aren't any more pitchers. They're just throwers. And there aren't any more. There aren't any more hitters. They're just they're just swinging. Granted, there are the guys, the Verlanders, the Scherzers, the Aranolas, guys that can pitch that know. It. But other than that, then guys are just going out there throwing as hard as they can. There aren't. There, you know, <clears throat> actually, I was talking to uh, uh, Jim Tomey yesterday about this. There's no more Kenny Loftus leadoff guys getting on base. Right, we, guys are trying to hit 12 run homers. You're not that the the game the Houston Seattle game seventeen innings really forty strikeouts. Get on bunt get on bunt them over try and win the game, right? These game and they want to speed the games up. We'll learn to play the game, you know. And, it, and that's what we talked about. It, it, hopefully, it will resurrect itself. But even the way guys are taught to swing, the swings now guys are throwing harder yet they're teaching longer swings. You look at an elevated fastball in the game today. Run the letters. It's Guys can't hit it because they're trying to lift the ball in the air. And that's what we talk about. We talk, Jeff Fry talks about it all the time with, with, with hitting guys. Go ahead, keep, keep, they want an Aaron Judge to hit like a Jose Altuve. You can't do that. It's, it's the most individualized sport part of baseball, hitting. Yeah, it's, you can't teach everybody the same way. And people are trying to reinvent the wheel and now we're adding more to it. It's no wonder fans are pissed off that they're they're losing numbers right yeah the tv numbers are great because nobody wants to go to the ballpark one for the 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 price and people people don't want to go i mean i've talked to numerous fans here about the rangers who stand they don't like it it just doesn't have the aura the atmosphere of the old ballpark you know people don't so when we were playing we had a baseball field and there was you know the fans were interacting there was some stuff going on thunder sticks now you have an amusement park and there's a baseball game going on in the middle of it, mm. you know, and the fan, if you ask the fan, they just, they just don't, they don't, they don't like it. They don't have, I mean, think about it. these The stadiums are changing every so often now. Right. I mean, look, look at what it is. There's no, even going to the game. We went, when the world series here during COVID, the Dodgers played Tampa, you know, what was the big thing when we went to games growing up, you had what you had a ticket stub. Yeah. Right, the nostalgia of the game. I got a ticket stub. I've got it. It's right here. I went yeah. to the first time a World Series was held at a neutral site in six, 50 some odd years, and I had nothing to show for it other than so maybe something on my phone. I want a yeah. ticket. I want something that's framed that I can say, look at this. I've got this right here. No, everything's done digital now. I'm surprised you don't have to use your thumbprint to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I wish we had, because I went to game two of the World Series this year, and I wish I had some kind of ticket stub from it. But you talked about hitters, and I, I saved this on my phone. Tony Gwynn. Somebody posted this, that he could he could go 0 
for eleven hundred and ninety nine at the end of his career and still retire a three hundred hitter. So you don't have guys like that anymore. No, you don't have guys staying with one team either. You know of of the loyalty, right? You know, like Biggio, Bagwell, guys that stayed there, right? And Houston, that people enamored themselves to the Houston crowd, the people that were there. You don't see that. Everybody's chasing, chasing the money. But you're right. Tony Gwynn was he was surgical with the bat, right? Struck out. I think he had more four hit games than he had four strikeout games or something ridiculous. <laughs> you know, that's the stuff that you you watch, you learn from and see those guys. It didn't matter what he was doing, right? I mean, the, the numbers, it's it's insane. And you won't see that. Records won't be. Nolan Ryan's strikeouts. Uh, uh, DiMaggio's hit streak. Uh, hell, 20 wins. You won't see that, right? Yeah. You won't see any of these numbers being broken anymore. Well, Kevin, I'm out of time here on this Zoom call. But I'd, I'd love to have you back so I can just talk more just all baseball. We've Absolutely. covered, we've, Thank we've God. talked about you. I think we could talk about baseball for a long time. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts about today's game, the, uh, the old game. So let's bring you back. Absolutely. All I'm right. always on social media at Kevin right. Mench 28. Check it out. Twitter, all right. Instagram, and all the other good stuff. All right. I'll, I'll tag you on this video. I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. And thanks everybody out there for tuning in to this episode of Astros baseball.